the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. folks we are in lower manhattan or wall street broadway and it's a special show you know why it's a special show because number one sam bellino's not here he's with his bride celebrating her birthday so we have the great alex on the microphone alex say hello to everybody good evening new york and arthur i'm so excited to work with you oh come on alex you and i go way back man alex just for those of you who don't know um alex is a chick magnet uh, I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but every time I see Alex, he's with another pretty young lady on his arm. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Joni's the omnipresent. Uh... Whoa, Alex got it all teed up. Uh, Alex is not missing a beat. But the real special guest I have in studio, you know, there are, are two kinds of brothers in this world. There's the ones that you're born with and the ones that you're lucky enough to choose. And uh, I am so lucky that I've met Mike Jacarino. I mean, I'm sorry, Imran. <laughs> Imran Ansari. Well, those are my two law partners, my two, uh, my two best, best, best buddies. Uh, and I, I will. I mean, I'm proud. I will brag uh, that Imran and, and Jacarino and I were all on trial right now. Uh, Imran is on trial in the. Supreme Court in the civil world, and uh, Mike and I are on trial in the Supreme Court in the criminal world, although uh, Mike and I don't do any civil law, but Imran, he's the hybrid guy. He does criminal and civil. As a matter of fact, it looks like he's going to be trying a big uh, criminal case in the Southern District of New York in uh, January, a big uh, case that he brought into the office. It's got to do with a lot of finances and things like that. So we're pretty hopped up here on a Thursday afternoon in New York City. Um, before we talk about what's local, um, let's talk about what's national. And uh, you know, there's there. We I do have like a. I'm blessed. We we have a, a loyal bunch of of listeners. And although they don't often call in, they're always texting me and emailing me and facebooking me. I guess they're a little shy. I mean, they they do say the biggest fear is the fear of public speaking. Uh, I don't think like talking into your phone to someone on the other end of your phone qualifies as public speaking but um but i i they have no problem telling me what they think in other methods i also want to take the opportunity to thank joan who is uh videotaping this thing here because so many people tell me that they watch us on facebook and twitter and Inst- wherever joan puts this stuff even when i was at the inner circle the uh, the people in the media we're like, yeah, you know, six o'clock, the little the little thing comes up in my reminders, and I watch your show. Um, 
So, and I will tell you, because we're all in this together at 6.08 on a Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. It's still bright out, so I go with the afternoon move. Um, we did get so many compliments uh, about this show. I was blown away at the Inner Circle Saturday night by people who are giants in the world of radio. People who have been on WINS and 880 forever and ever. And... Uh, Coming over to me and like, hey, Arthur, you know, I've been listening to your show. It's really fantastic. You're very talented. And I'm not saying that about to brag about me because we're all in this together, right? I mean, if you guys aren't on the other end listening and giving me your feedback, uh, you know, then then there is no show. Um, but one of my uh, one of our loyal listeners, um, we'll call him Dave for for sake of argument. You know, he, he gave me a lot of hard time yesterday because he said I've been really um, – I've been kissing the butt of the United States Supreme Court too much. And, you know, he may be right uh, to uh, to based if you're going to be objective. But I think I've made it clear that I am not objective uh, when it comes to the United States Supreme Court or technically the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Um, and I don't want to over overemphasize it. I mean, I didn't grow up in that building. But first and foremost, as a lawyer who is a litigator, you have a special place in your heart for the Supreme Court of the United States of America because, you know, they're, they are the be-all, end-all that we've created. You know, Justice Scalia once said if there was a Supreme Supreme Court, those justices would be um, overruled uh, because a lot of these laws are up for interpretation. And depending on who's interpreting them, you may get a different answer. So it's only the Supreme Court because we decided that's where the line is. Uh, it, like, just to give you an example, in New York, there are cases that go from the lower trial court to the intermediary, uh, intermediary trial court, uh, uh, appeals court, to the highest court in the state of New York, and then to the United States Supreme Court. And, you know, those sometimes those decisions flip-flop. The lower court says one thing, then they get overruled, then the court above them either affirms or overrules them, and then the Supreme Court of the United States takes it and they make a decision. And Scalia's point was if there was another level on top of that, it could be different as well. But here's the, 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 the besides the normal reverence that lawyers and this hypothetical person, Dave, who I speak of, uh, is a lawyer, and... Um, you know, besides that, the normal part of it, I did have a very special relationship with definitely one Supreme Court justice and kind of two. And I've gotten to spend a lot of time in those halls. And so I do have a non-objective attachment to that institution. I can't say the same about the Capitol. I can't say the same about the White House, although I've been in both of those buildings. But, like you know, I've been in those buildings as tourists, as a tourist. In the Supreme Court of the United States, I would go in at 9.30 in the morning. I'd go see Justice Scalia right before the case was announced. And he goes, what do you want to have for lunch, Chinese or Italian? And I'm like, I don't know, Your Honor, whatever you want. He goes, all right, we'll go with Chinese. Now, <clears throat> his chambers looks like a, a regular office, uh, like a regular law office at that point. We then go out. And we watch the arguments from 10 to noon, two arguments, one's from 10 to 11, one's from 11 to 12. It's over. I go back through the marshal's office. I go through Justice Scalia's office, and his office is now a little restaurant. There's a table that's set up. There's two chairs. There's white tablecloths. There's a bottle of wine. There's a waiter that comes over, and he's serving us Chinese soup. I mean, I'm, I mean, so yes, David, I will tell you that I guess you are correct, and I'm glad that you brought it to my attention. Um 
that I may have too much reverence for that institution, but it is a very special institution. And obviously no one is perfect and nothing is perfect. And Bush v. Gore, you know, as Justice Scalia was said when he was asked a million times about it, you know, get over it already. The initial vote by the court to stop the counting was seven to two. It wasn't like five to four. Um, but it's what saddens me, what, what saddens me is the same thing that saddened me on election day of um, what was it twenty twenty was when all of Fifth Avenue in Manhattan was boarded up on election night all of it where where Imran and I work when we look out Imran you know it's funny because apparently I'm like the named partner in the firm my office is on the side street but Imran's office is on Fifth Avenue he looks out. At Fifth Avenue, I was relegated to just looking at the little 46th, 45th Street side, but that's okay because Imran is the up-and-coming rising star who he he captures both judges and juries with his charm, his elegance, and it really his overall good looks because he does get his hair cut <clears throat> once a week <clears throat> after he does kickboxing. But <laughs> I digress. Um, the um, wow. I got so caught up. So, so I was crying. I, I literally shed a tear on election night. I, I really did. Um, because watching the, the Fifth Avenue in New York City all boarded up because people were didn't know who was going to win, Biden and Trump. And we were all afraid of what the ramifications were going to be. And it's one thing to protest. It's another thing to break the window at Tiffany's and steal jewelry, to break the windows at the NBA store and steal basketball jerseys. That's not protesting. That's being a criminal. Um, and now, what did they have to do yesterday? They put up these huge fences around the Supreme Court of the United States of America <clears throat> that are unscalable. You can't drive a truck through them. And here's what's worse, much worse. They are now publishing the addresses of the justices' homes. And they're p- telling people to go to their homes. Like, this is not cool, folks. This is not cool. This is not cool at all. And I applaud Justice Alito uh, for taking this on, because I know he has enough seniority over there to say, hey, give one of the rookies uh, the, the the opportunity to write this decision. Put all the heat on them. I don't need it on me. But he took it on. And look, I'm not saying that I agree with the decision. I actually I'm on I'm in the middle of a trial. I'm doing like 18 different things. I'm trying to supervise Imran because, you know, he kind of lost in the courtroom without my help. <laughs> um, that's totally a lie. Uh, but I haven't really sat down. Here's what I'm going to do, folks. As soon as I get some time. I'm going to read Roe v. Wade. I'm going to read Casey. I'm going to read this decision. I'm going to juxtapose them. I started reading Plessy v. Ferguson and Brown v. Board to see how in Brown v. Board of Education they justify uh, overruling Plessy v. Ferguson and the starry decisis. But it's interesting stuff. But here's the punchline. You ready for the whole punchline? The majority of the Senate, uh, the majority leader, Chuck Schumer from Brooklyn, New York, he's going to introduce a bill that makes... Abortion, 100% legal in the United States of America and pass a law that says you cannot ban it in any individual state. Guess what, folks? That's how our system is supposed to work. But you know what? It may not pass. Well, if it doesn't pass, don't go and pick at the, pick at the United States Supreme Court justices. Go pick at the eight or nine senators who are preventing it from becoming a law. Make it a law. And then this whole argument is out the window. We got plenty coming up. We got a big show. We got guests. We got Ansari. We got Alex. We got Crazy Joni. It's all good. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) 
now on this very special day, Cinco de Mayo. That's right, Cinco de Mayo. This is the day every year that Imran hits that tequila and then hits the ground running. That's his idea of a great trial prep, baby. Little Jose Cuervo for the files. Um, Sounds like I'm drinking Jose Cuervo. You know what I had to eat today all day? I had one kind bar, a half a kind bar, and as I was walking to the studio... There was, it, it, it was a fake Mr. Softy. Whatever the guy is who outside, it's not Mr. Softy. It's not Carvel or Good Humor. It's like a knockoff. But it was real good. Vanilla cone with some chocolate sprinkles really gets you through the day here at AM 970, The Answer. And you know what's going to get you through the day, the week, the month, and for the rest of your life, even when you're not here. That's right. That's the magic that Connors and Sullivan have. They can make your wishes come true when you're in the grave. Yep. You know how they do it? Legal documents. Yes, legal documents that have been confirmed by the Supreme Court of the United States of America. If you're not around to make these decisions, who will? Well, you can decide who will make those decisions. Connors and Sullivan will draft up all of the legal paperwork necessary for that to happen. And whether you need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, your overall estate plan. The goal of Connors and Sullivan is always to protect your rights and interests. They've been helping people just like you plan your estates and protect your family for over 40 years. And you know what? They're going to give you a free initial consultation with a lawyer. No obligation. Connors and Sullivan, they have offices in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. They're at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. And remember, folks... The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. At 6.18 on a Thursday evening on Cinco de Mayo, I am sure the bars are going to be packed tonight. What are you doing tonight, Alex? You going to go out and go crazy tonight? To be determined. Let's put it that way. Really? But, you, I mean, you got the skates on? I mean, you ready to I roll around skate. town? I, I, I definitely ready for that, yes. All right. I'm sorry. What about you? You going to go nuts tonight or... Uh... I don't know. Maybe you're going to chow down on a little burrito. You got caught tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. You know how to talk close to the microphone or you don't know you're a stranger to the microphone? I'm a little shy. I'm a little shy yeah. of the mic. Yeah, you know? he's never you been know? around before. <laughs> when I'm in the great presence of uh, Arthur Idala, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm I, sure you kicked somebody in court today more than I did, although Jack Arino did a fantastic job today. Um, but typically, if all of us weren't on trial, we'd all be doing something. Yeah, no. You, you know us. You know, we at ABK... We don't just work hard, we play hard, and but, Cinco de Mayo is definitely But a, tomorrow night, we're going to yeah. play a little hard. You know about this or no? The, what the, tomorrow night. You know what tomorrow night is? Uh, Joni, you, you, you tell them what tomorrow night is. Tomorrow night is the 
80s party at the Friars Club. Party at the Friars Club. I'm wearing my original Madonna T-shirt. See, I still wear clothes from the 80s, so I don't have to change. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. Actually, Alex, uh, I told Alex the underwear I have on today is from the 80s, right, Alex? Is that what you told me? Oh, Alex is working. Oh, thank you, Alex. You're what welcome. A wonderful. <laughs> well, speaking of the 80s, um, the housing crisis in New York has been going on since the 80s and you know housing in new york is such a big topic the uh, uh and i do have a friend let's call him bitter who uh will be on he's a big real estate uh owner here in the city of new york and he's actually an expert on uh the rent stabilization and the uh the rent control laws and i just i'm reading this right now Le- legal aid society calls for freeze on rent stabilization adjustments ahead of preliminary vote by the rent guidelines board um, they're holding a preliminary vote on proposed lease adjustments for rent-stabilized apartments, lofts, and hotels. I'm assuming the Legal Aid Society is worried that the rents are going to go up, uh, and they want everything to stay the same the way it is. It says, the preliminary vote calling for an outright freeze on all adjustments in order to maintain housing for tenants struggling to pay their rent. Well, I mean, I know you don't want to hear this, but there are also sometimes landlords who are struggling to pay their mortgage. We're all in this together, folks. But someone who has taken uh, taken this on his own shoulders is Jay Martin, who is the executive director of CHIP, the housing coalition. Oh, let's let's. He's the executive director of Community Housing Improvement Program, CHIP, C H I P. I think they aren't the cops in L.A. called CHIPs. Is that? Wasn't that the cycle, Alex? Wasn't that the big California that, Highway Patrol? Something like that. Jay, maybe Jay Martin knows. Executive Director of Chip, Jay Martin, Arthur Idala. Welcome to AM nine seven. The answer. How are you, sir? Thank you, Arthur. Pleasure to be with you. We we don't have the mustaches like they have out in California. Well, I mean, it's it doesn't hurt to try. I mean, I did one during the COVID. It was it was a little itchy, you know. Um, Imran, my partner yeah. here, he could grow a mustache like in three days. He shaves on Monday. Wednesday he comes in with a full beard. It's it's that Muslim thing. You know? It's in the genes. It's in the genes, yeah. <laughs> so, Jay, tell us a little bit about CHIP, about the Community Housing Improvement Program. Yeah, we're, we're a property owner organization that advocates on behalf of rent-stabilized property owners. 90% of our units are, are rent-stabilized, uh, 4,000 property owners in the New York City area. And as you can imagine, it's been a tough uh, few years for us. Uh, billions of dollars in rent arrears, renters who can, are unable to pay their rents uh, during covid um, the the uh, assistance that came out from the federal government has been slow to get out. Uh, it's still billions of dollars behind. And one of the issues we're dealing with now is uh, an issue of vacancies caused by the uh, HSTPA law that started, was passed in 2019. Okay, well, tell me about that law a little bit. Yeah, so in, in 2019, there was a the the, the legislature, state legislature, passed a law that that dra- drastically changed the rent stabilization law. And one of the things that it did is. Right now, not many people know that uh, if, you're, if you're in a long-term tenancy in a rent-stabilized apartment, uh, if you leave that tenancy, and we saw many of these happen uh, to the tune of about 20000 over the last two to three years in New York City, um, that rent stays at that level. The property owner cannot increase the rent. So we have people who are living in apartments that are six, $700 in market rent areas that are two to $3,000. So those rents, those apartments need significant improvements. We're talking about apartments that haven't been renovated in decades in 100-year-old buildings. They need lead abatement. They need new wiring. They need gut renovations. Those renovations cost, on average, $75,000 or more, upwards of the $100,000, $120,000. 
The problem is when a property owner gets that, that apartment back, um, it, without being able to increase the rent to cover that, that renovation cost, you're, you're losing all of that renovation. You're right. Using, and you're and didn't, they, didn't, they elim- didn't they eliminate a bunch of the tax benefits that were associated with that as well? Yeah, so you lost. So the 2019 law removed the ability that what was called a 20% increase on the rent. They lose the ability to increase the rent. So the rent stays the same. You're only allowed to increase the rent at $83 uh, over the course of 30 years wow. to be able to uh, remove the renovation costs. So as you can imagine, what's happening is property owners are looking at their books and they're saying, I can't afford to invest $100,000 in this unit that I'll never be able to recoup back on the rent. Right. There's so no. I'm sorry, Jim, but there's zero motivation for you to make improvements to your property. It's it's just a wise business decision. They're losing rent. They're losing money either way, either on a vac on a, a an apartment that's so far below market, or they're losing it on vacancy. They'd much rather not lose it, having to invest a hundred thousand dollars and then not recoup it back on the rent. So they choose to keep it vacant. We're asking for a simple change in the law to allow us to reset the rent once these once these vacant apartments become unoccupied to allow us to invest back in these apartments. The great thing about this. Is it cost the government nothing? These apartments are already vacant, so no tenant is going to see their rent raised. And by the way, it adds to the housing uh, supply, which we constantly need in this city, which is why the rents are so high in the first place. Let me ask you this question. Uh, and again, if you know the answer, I don't want to take you out of your comfort zone, but what is the status with uh, lower income housing availability at this point in the city in the five boroughs? Uh, uh, I mean, there's there's not enough. We need to keep building more. And, and the problem is the housing that we do have is not invested in. And part of the reason is that there isn't an incentive. There isn't um, there there isn't government involvement in, in allowing pro private uh, entrepreneurship and investing money. There's no incentive by the government. There's this mentality. Well, you should just do it because it's the right thing to do. Well, I understand that, and we should be providing housing to people. But if the government doesn't incentivize investment, you're only going to get development in in housing that earns a profit. In other words, high-end, ultra-luxury apartments. That's why we have had a dearth of investment in in middle-income and low-income affordable housing in the city. And if we don't incentivize the creation of that housing, it'll never get built. Okay, so let me ask you something. I, I, just give us the genesis of... When these laws, the, the, who was behind the 2019 laws? Is it, it was the it was when the Senate went from being mixed, right? The the Senate was Republican and the, uh, the and the Assembly was Democrat, so there was a balance of power. And Cuomo was the governor, and then what? Once it went all Democratic, that's when all the dominoes started to fall. Pretty much. So basically, every four years, the rent stabilization law had to come up for renewal. And every year, there was this argument about uh, changing kind of the the corners of the law. But once the Democrats took full full control of government in all three corners, they decided uh, the Legal Aid Society, who you mentioned just before I came on, uh, worked with the leaders in the Senate Democrats and Assembly side and crafted a law that was extremely punitive. It was every goal of it was to make it as hard as possible for a rent stabilized property owner to earn a profit. Their argument was that New York City is too expensive and rent stabilization is the affordability program. The problem with that thinking is that rent stabilization is an affordability program with no subsidy. In other words, it comes from other renters and the property owners. They provide the affordability. There's no government subsidy. There's no tax benefit. There's no tax credit. There's no 
uh, government uh, investment in these properties that makes them affordable other than just a cap on what the rent can be charged. So over time, you see a disinvestment. You see uh, investors moving away from these properties. What we need to be doing is incentivizing the creation of more of these uh, middle-income to lower-income housing that you spoke about by changing zoning laws, incentivizing profitability in these markets, and keeping rents affordable by creating more housing. And this is this would all have to be done on the state level, correct? This is not city issues. These are state issues, correct? Yeah, it's a combination of both. We, we get a lot of bad laws from the city council as well that, that increase the, the operating costs of these units. So there's always this balance between the property tax burden. Right now, the average rent-stabilized apartment, a one-bedroom rent-stabilized apartment, 40% of the rent check goes right out the door, right back to the city and property taxes before the property owner even sees it. Wow. And then you add on the maintenance costs, the operating expenses. Before you know it, the margins get very thin on these on these units. So, again, when we're talking about renovation costs and putting money back into the unit, it's very easy to point at these property owners and say, oh, why aren't they putting more money into these buildings? When we're talking about these margins, any expense additional on top of the, these buildings means disinvestment in these buildings. Wow, that was that was great, Jay. It really was. I mean, you broke that down. I know you're not a rookie and being on the, in the media. Thank you so much. I hope you come back again to uh, chat with us uh, because you're very informative. Anytime, sir. All right. Have a good one. Enjoy the Cinco de Mayo. Don't drink too much, Jay Martin. I'm going to need some. Thanks. All right. Everybody. God bless. Thanks. All right, folks, we're going to take a little uh, bottom of the hour break. It is just about 630, and we will be back with uh, more guests, with Imran, with Joni, and the great Alex. Don't go anywhere. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Do one thing this year that changes you forever. Something extraordinary. A bucket list experience with years of memories packed into 10 invigorating days. Join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza in Israel this November. We'll visit over 40 iconic places right from scripture and history. Reserve your spot today when you visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain, me included. But not just me, people like Yvonne from California. This is Yvonne's story. Both my husband and I are in our 70s and are so grateful to have found Relief Factor. We tried so many other solutions, but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like Relief Factor. Just those two words, pain-free. That should be you. That could be you find out today by ordering the three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 800- 583-84 ReliefFactor.com
Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2700. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. We have generally clear skies, 71 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, the first indictment under New York's ghost gun law is happening in Rockland County. 45-year-old Gregory Lopez of Haverstraw was indicted on multiple counts for possession of several firearms, along with weapons, parts, and doing so with a prior criminal record. Rockland County DA Thomas Walsh made the announcement and is part of his office's ongoing countywide crackdown on ghost guns. These are weapons lacking serial numbers and are often handmade, which makes them especially hard to trace. A New York City councilman is hoping to raise fees for loud noise violations. A new bill introduced today would dramatically increase fines for unnecessary horns and loud mufflers. Legislation sponsored by Eric Botcher would increase the maximum fine from $3,000 to $6,000. Drivers whose exhaust noise that's heard 150 feet away or more, or those who lay on the horn when there's no visible sign of danger, could be fined. And a bill is being introduced that would suspend the liquor license surcharge for New York City small businesses. The legislation that would help bars and restaurants financially is sponsored by Councilman Pete Keith Powers and Councilman Justin Brannan. Mayor Adams also backs the measure. He says suspending the liquor license tax will put money back into the pockets of small businesses that were hit very hard by the COVID pandemic. Taking a look at the traffic across the Hudson, if you're going back to New Jersey at the Holland Tunnel, we're still looking at delays of about 20 to 25 minutes. And in the inbound side, we're looking at delays of 15 to 20 minutes. The outbound Lincoln, 30 minutes, inbound about 10 to 15. George Washington Bridge, pretty good ride into and out of the city. Here is your forecast. Partly to mostly cloudy skies tonight, overnight low of 55. Unfortunately, we cannot make it two beautiful days in a row because tomorrow and Saturday not looking good at all. Rain, heavy at times tomorrow, temperatures falling into the low 50s. Just a downright raw and brutal day on Saturday with rain, temperatures falling into the upper 40s during the day, but better for Sunday. And now you know what's going on. I'm Mike Barker, AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, it is Cinco de Mayo here in downtown New York City. As they say in the Broadway show Hamilton, the greatest city in the world. Now, don't be confused. This is not Mexico's Independence Day. That is September the 16th. This is... The uh, celebration of the anniversary of Mexico's victory over the Second French Empire at the Battle of Puebla in 1862. But, folks, it is really associated with the celebration of American, Mexican-American culture. Now, you could do what Imran is going to do tonight, drink a half a bottle of tequila. Oh, no, no. Actually, you said you're going to have an enchilada, right? 
No, he's gonna he's gonna Imran's gonna have a burrito. Although if you actually saw in the studio how tight his vest is fitting right now, I would eschew the burrito and go with the tequila. I mean, actually, today, I, I thought the uh, middle button was about to pop off. Yeah, what's up so. with that, Imran? What do you think's going on? Man? Uh, you know, I gotta I gotta hit that uh, boxing those boxing classes a little uh, harder. Well, our next guest gonna tell you what's going on. I just want to clarify something because I was because Alex was stressing me out at the end of the, the first segment with time here, and you know when when Alex is here, I'm I'm very nervous about not doing things the right way. So um, what, what I was, what you were talking about was that they are putting the Supreme Court justices' uh, home addresses on uh, the websites and telling people, go to the justices' homes to, uh, to protest. And I said, that is, that's not what you should be doing. Uh, if the, the way the, our government is supposed to work, if you want to make uh, anything a law, the Supreme Court is not the, the, the forum to make it a law. You want to make it a law, you go to Congress. I mean, we all watch, well, you, people over 50, you watch that whole thing when we, how do you make a bill into law on Sesame Street or Electric I'm Company or one of those? Right, I'm just I'm a bill. I'm only a bill. Right. And, and I'm and, sitting here on right, Capitol it, Hill. Correct. And it doesn't say, I'm only a bill, but I can't get passed, so I'm going to go to the Supreme Court and ask them to do it. That's not the song. Um, but again, I'm not getting into the substance, whether this is Roe v. Wade or some tax, arbitrary tax law or agricultural law. Um, it's supposed to be passed in Congress. And guess what? The majority leader, uh, Chuck Schumer in the Senate says, I am going to put it on the floor. But there's they the filibuster still exists. So the Republicans will filibuster. There won't be enough of, of the 60 votes uh, to get over the 60 vote threshold. So what I'm saying is. Those people who want to see this become a, bi- a, a law, who are the pro-life, I'm sorry, the pro-choice people, don't go and protest the, the, the Supreme Court justices. Trust me. All that's going to do is have them dig in d- deeper. You are not changing any of those votes. Period. Amen. End of story. Maybe the chief justice could change one of their votes, but and it would probably be Justice Kavanaugh. Um, but it, it, the protesting in front of their homes is not going to change anything. What could change something if that's what you really want? Find the nine senators who are the closest to maybe flip-flopping and telling them, could you vote? Could vote, vote make, making uh, abortion a right in the United States of America? Can you do that? Can you go to the senators. That's where you should be going, whether you got to go into another state across the country and tell them. You know, don't filibuster or let's get enough votes to override a filibuster and make it a law. You know, Biden would sign it. That's where the protesting should be. If you really want to affect change, if you really want to get it done, there is a vehicle. Uh, Everyone is acting like this is the be all end all. It's not the be all end all. There are elections in November. First, the primary and then the general election. Just vote differently, and there'll be enough votes in in Congress, and there you go, and it's fixed. The, the The founding fathers had this great system of checks and balances, and if if there's enough of a consensus by the politicians in Capitol on Capitol Hill to to vote to pass it, and then you have a, a president like Biden, unlike President Trump, who you know, and again, I'm not saying one way or the other. Obviously, if there was the votes in the Capitol. And they passed it. I don't think the president of the United States would be, uh, if it was Donald Trump, would be signing it into law. Then they would need two-thirds of the Senate to pass it. But, um, you know, going after the, the Supreme Court justices' homes, it's just not the way to go, man. But 
Here's a guy who knows the way to go because he is a superstar. He's a rock star. Um, I mean, he's very handsome. Not he's not in, in Ansari's realm, but he's he's close. Uh, he does have nice hair because I got to meet him at the Salem Business Breakfast. But he's got the coolest combination of first and last names. Okay, his first name and it's a cool name. Ready, Ace. I mean, come on. I'm sorry, you got to admit, Ace. I mean, that's a cool name. Oh, that's a that's a superb name. Yeah, that's, that's a a powerful name. Dude. Yeah, it's like a it's like a 007 would be called Ace. And, you know, James Dean would be called Ace. You know, it's something out of a cool 50s you know flick, Ace. And you ready for this? Okay, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Put my feet on the ground. Here's the last name. Here we go, <laughs> Montana Suparp. How'd I do, Ace? Oh, wow. You did great. Wantana Soup Pop, baby. We got Ace Wantana Soup Pop on the author, Idala Power Hour here on AM 97, The Answer. And Ace, I mean, you have so many many, uh, things on your resume. I can't read them all, but let's talk about the fun one and uh, an amazing achievement. First, let's just talk about your world in basketball. Oh, Arthur, I mean, it was a pleasure meeting you the other day, and, uh, you know, you're, you're, a dy- you're a dynamic individual, and uh, just so glad to be here this afternoon with everybody. Well, thank you, Ace. Now, talk, talk to us. Tell, us. tell us the great thing you did in the yeah. world of basketball. Yeah, I, I was a walk-on at UConn, uh, played for Coach Calhoun for two years, uh, one of the most amazing experiences ever. He's one of the, you know, probably one of the top coaches that ever uh, coached the game of collegiate basketball. So it was an honor. So uh, to be listen, Mr. Wantana Suparp, now that I can say it, I just want to keep <laughs> kicking it out. So someone who's listening, who doesn't know what a walk-on means, tell them what a walk-on is in, in college basketball. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically it's, it's an underdog story, right? It's a non-scholarship player. So basically in collegiate basketball, they have scholarships, but they have scouts that come and scout players to come and play for a, a top division one school and walk-ons. It's basically anyone at school that's enrolled as a student body can actually go in and walk on on a Saturday morning, right? And the tryouts usually last about three months. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a tough, um, it's a tough trial. Basically, you're on the great team. If you get selected, let's say on, on Saturday morning you go there, you're competing against maybe 300, 400 kids, and then they select 10, and then from 10 they cut down to five, and then from five they pick two. So it really takes a lot of just resilience and, you know, you just got to be um, really, really, um, you know, the coaching staff just has to have a liking to you. You got to be a team player. And it really correlates to the, to, to the business world, right? I think a lot of times now when I'm looking for, um, you know, just employees, I'm looking for former athletes because it really shapes who you are as a person, you know, not only does it give you discipline, but it gives you all the, all the you know, tools of accountability, teamwork, and uh, things of that nature, Arthur. So it was, it was an amazing experience. So, Ace, I, I'm not looking. I, yeah. I, I promise you, I'm not looking to embarrass you. I, I, and it's an amazing achievement that you made the team. Um, did you oh, get? Man, did awesome. you get some playing time? Did you get some playing time? Look, look, look. You know, for our listeners that can't see me, you know, I'm five nine. I'm Asian American, so yeah, you don't I, quite I, really see a lot of. You know, you know what I mean, Arthur? Listen, so, you said it, uh, not me. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being Asian American. I mean, not. I mean, I have a South Asian American sitting right next to me. You know, but but when you, but when you think about an Asian American, you don't really think that they're playing ball with you know with with, with the players. So look, um, it was it was one of those things where it was an amazing experience. 
um, could not have rewrote the story um, any better. And, and I got I got in like 13 games. It was almost like Rudy, right? At the end of the game, Arthur, there's like maybe like, you know, three minutes left and you, the whole crowd is chanting ace, ace, ace. Yeah, ace, ace. I love it. I wish you were there. Quite the experience, quite the experience. Imran I and I would have been, so I, I would not have been chanting ace, <laughs> ace. I would have been chanting, what's on a soup What's on a soup What's on a soup just, just to get the crowd going. Now, now, Ace Wontana Supop, I want to talk to you about chicken. Okay. How do you feel about chicken? Oh, man, chicken is, is probably one of my favorite foods. You know, we actually have a restaurant. My, you know, myself and my cousin, we opened up a concept called Guy, which is literally chicken and rice. And, um, you know, chicken is probably one of the things that I grew up on. Um, and, you know, we have, we have an organic sort of quick service retail uh, restaurant that we opened at three locations in the city, and uh, it's done phenomenal, right? So it's, uh, we work with, her, with an organic farm uh, called, called Marcy's Farm, upstate New York, and uh, we, we try to provide uh, the best, healthiest, uh, you know, fast casual. And what, what are the, what uh, are the spices like that you guys are using in the guy oh, chicken? Oh, man. Arthur, you, you know, the spices, it's a secret ingredient, but uh, it's, oh. it's something that our chefs made. You know, we have like a hot sauce a mild sauce and a sort of vinaigrette sauce that we use. And it's really, really healthy made with cilantro, uh, tomatoes. So it, it's, I can't really say what the, what the ingredients All right, are, I got it. It's, a, it's an ancient Asian I'll, secret. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to go I'll, that far. but Ancient Asian secret, you know, where you're locked up in a room in a basement. You know, I'm kidding, Arthur. But I'll send some to the studio. You guys can try it out if you guys are Listen, are listen, don't say, don't say that unless you mean it because you don't know my I producer, it, Joan. My producer, Joan, I mean, forget it. She could eat the leg off a chair. Oh, I mean, man, Joe, Joan's a sweetheart. You know, we'll, we'll treat her a whole a whole. A whole set for her. Yeah, so. you don't know her that well. She's not that sweet. But anyway, um, Ace, let's talk about the world of real estate where you are heavily uh, involved Definitely. in. Tell the folks who are listening sure. what you do in the world of real estate. Oh, man. So I, I am actually the National Director of Strategic Sales for Citizens Bank. What does that mean? I oversee a res, re, residential lending, right? So anything in terms of, uh, you know, if folks are looking to buy a home and you need a mortgage, you come to our team. And we're pretty much in 28 mortgage footprint states. We're fairly chartered, so we pretty much land in all 50 states. But right now, the real estate market, as you know, Arthur, it's probably one of the most robust markets that we've ever, ever seen with inventory being, being a challenge, continually having very low inventory in the marketplace. You know, you're, you're seeing so many uh, price points in so many suburban markets continue to skyrocket year after year. So, so. Ace, here's, here's the question I have for you. Seriously, they, so the, the um, feds raised the rate yesterday. How is that going to, uh, how, how do you think that's going to affect, you know, now it costs more money, it costs more to borrow money. So is that going to drive the price of homes down? Definitely. So you look, within the last two months, the Federal Reserve announced that they would raise rates seven times between this year and next year, right, 2022 and 2023. And we've seen rates go from 3% to 5%. So in many cases, 40% more on your monthly payment. That's going to have an adverse effect on the, the uh, customer's buying power, right? So for buyers that are looking to buy with each percentage increase, you're going to see 11 to 12% decrease in buying power. So do I think prices are Say going to Say that again, Ace. Ace I'm sorry. Just, re- just repeat that. Yeah, Arthur. I mean, it, it, it's a really, really good formula, right? For each 1% that goes up, you're probably decreasing your buying power by 11 to 12% on the price point. So, for example, on a, on a $500,000 home, if you were approved for a 3% rate and rates went up to 5%, it's almost about 22% less 
So now instead of qualifying for a $500,000 loan, now you can only qualify for a $400,000 loan because because it's 20% off of the price, right? So my my, my difference. Dad, I'm sorry, Ace. Go ahead. Go ahead, Arthur. No, no. What I was going to say is my partner, Imran's here. He's actually in the housing market. But I mean, he just he he wants to add a zero. He's look he was looking at five million dollar homes. So what you're telling me is that with the price when it goes up, he's only going to be able to afford a four million dollar home. Correct. Wow, right. Imran, how you feeling about that? I'm sorry, I'm a you're bummed out. You're a little bummed out. You're not going to be able to get the five million dollar home. I know. I, was looking at some I know. I know. Oh man. Oh man. I mean, look. I, I think I think in, in all relativeness, it, like if you look at the the market as a whole. Right, we're still at a very low interest rate environment. So just because the rates went from three to five, I don't want to scare our listeners um, right now, right? Because look, price points, are, I believe, are continuing to go up as long as inventory continues to be a challenge. Once we get a little bit more supply into the marketplace, then you're going to start seeing the real estate market correct itself, maybe about 10%. But for folks that are waiting for prices to come down, but you're thinking about leveraging finance, don't wait because the only direction that rates are going to go, it's, pr- it's pretty much, I don't have a crystal ball, but it seems like it's going to go up, right? We may even see rates in the 6% range by the end of this but, year. But, you know, so. and before I, before I let you go, Ace, the um, and we're talking to Ace Wantana Suparp. He's a star basketball player. He's a owns a bunch <laughs> of chicken places, and he's running Citizens Bank's um, uh, mortgage, residential mortgage division. Um Back in the day, I think when my parents bought the house in the 70s, I think their interest rate was like in the teens, like the low teens. Oh, Arthur, in the 1980s, we were looking at 16 17% right. rates, right? Okay. So, yeah, so know, when you're like, it's going to go all the way up to 6%, I mean, 6% is nothing that nuts. Exactly, exactly. So Imran, maybe Imran can get the $5 million apartment. I mean, you know, if he... Imran could probably afford a $6, 7000000 million home. You know? See, uh, Ace wanted go. soup up. Listen, Ace, Ace we got to go, buddy boy. But uh, Joe will be in touch with you. We're looking forward to some chicken. That's number one. Definitely. Number two, number two, we're going to get um, Imran the loan that he needs for the $5 million bucks. And maybe in August, you'll come up to Cave Hill and shoot some baskets with us. So uh, That's it, that's it. Thanks that's for finding it. the time, man. Chicken. Exactly. Give, give us a give us a review afterwards, and then you know, um, you know, glad to be here, guys. All Thank right. you so Great much, time. folks. Only on AM nine seventy, the answer on the Author Idola Power Hour. You got Ace Wantana Suparp. We'll be right back with Imran Ansari. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
like AM 970, The Answer, then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. And the bunny man, he's 63. How does that happen? How could he be 63? Um, and the woman who I surprised my wife, Marianne, uh, I said, come on, honey, we're going on a date. And we walked into Madison Square Garden, and there was Adele. I love these people who only have one name. I, I, I mean that sincerely. Uh, I'd like to just be known as Arthur. I mean, I love my last name, but, you know, if you think about it, if the whole world knows you by your only your first name, you are what Samuel L. Jackson would say in Pulp Fiction, a badass. I can't say the rest, but uh, you, anyone who's seen it, it, put it this way. The initials on his wallet were B-A-M-F, so you could fill in the rest. But, you know, Cher, Elvis, Adele, Madonna. Who am I leaving out? A-Rod. Geraldo. Geraldo. Excellent. <laughs> oh, you see, that's why you keep a guy. Oprah. Like Im- Oprah. Oprah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't really need to be known as Arthur, but you know, it's it's kind of cool. Um, uh, Imran, I got some a little bit of bad news for you. Uh, our friend Mike the Fish, we call him. He said, "Tell Imran it's too late. The house next door just sold for four point nine, two thirty six President Street, Brooklyn, New York. So uh, that's a beautiful area in Carroll Gardens. Although the uh, the restaurants over there are a little little, little hurting these days from the word around the campfire." Uh, so uh, we do have Imran Ansari with us. He's about to go on to jump over to th- past the commercials. He's going to go on to uh, the Kevin McCullough show, which he does every Thursday night. He took my Thursday night slot. Uh, before we jump over to Imran, I don't know. Is there anything I really need to talk about? Oh, Joan wants me to talk about tomorrow night. 
in celebration of um, national, is it National Teachers Week month? Teacher Appreciation Day. Teacher. Oh. Okay, so yesterday was the day, and this is the week. So we're going to have a bunch of teachers on, um, unbeknownst to them. I haven't told any of them yet, but in, in in descending order, we're going to have my mom, who's been who started her teaching career in the early '60s. So we're going to talk about what that was like, and then we're going to have my sister who started her teaching career. Uh, well, she's celebrating her um, 30th uh, reunion from Fordham the, uh, this June. So she's been teaching for 30 years. How is my baby sister teaching for 30 years? Blows my mind. And then just to get a male perspective, we're going to have uh, Chris from Diker Heights uh, call in and talk about what it's like being a guy in the classroom. But the guy who's going to tell you what it's like being a guy, the guy who is the epitome of intellect I mean, the guy, he tried out for Jeopardy. I mean, he was on that button. He was, he was, he, he's got a couple of great topics. Uh, art, right? Isn't that one of your to- topics is art? I was, yeah, it was an art. Get closer to the double, microphone, Imran. Art history double and, major. And what was the know? other one that you're good at? Uh, oh, history. History, right. Art yeah. and history is what art Imran's good at. The things he's not good at, mathematics. Mathematics and, and science. science. <laughs> right. So Chris Hassan was excellent at science and mathematics, but... Uh, Imran's not, but Imran is a, a very intelligent. He's very handsome. He's a native New Yorker. Um, well, actually, that's not true. Imran. <laughs> that, that, that's not true. He's we, he was born. He was born in England. Uh, wound up spending going to Jersey, growing up in Jersey. Spent some time in Iceland. Yeah, in Iceland, two years and, in Iceland. But now, as of late, you've been uh, you've been a very much a New Yorker. Right. I, yeah. No, I've lived in New York City since two thousand. So. Well, it's twenty-two years. Yeah. Now let's just talk about because I'm a I'm a hairless guy, at least on my head. What what's talk about you getting your hair cut once a week? Yeah, no, so I'm very focused on my hair. So it's a it's a, a tradition, a weekly tradition that I go get my hair cut. I got my barber, Aaron and uh, Boris. I sometimes let Boris take over, but Aaron's my guy. Now what time of the day do you usually go? Uh, well, it all depends on my schedule, right? Uh, work-wise and otherwise. I try to go in the morning and get it done in the morning, but sometimes About what time in the morning? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're all in the office. Everyone's working like, you know where Imran is not? You know where Imran is not? I think he's in court. I go, I don't think he's in court. And all of a sudden, he comes walking in around 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah I'm really busy. He's got the cup of coffee. Yeah, and then you still see like, the little pieces of hair <laughs> on, his, on, on his little beautiful it, white It's white very shirt. therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. You know, I get, like I get my fade. And, you know, no one else notices. But if I have a week's growth of the fade... I notice it, and I, I'm very fixated. But you know, you know, it's therapeutic. The towel, you know, it's therapeutic when you come into the office and say, "Hey, Art, I got that hourly billing for the month. Oh, Here it is. Yeah. We can pay some bills." Hey. Well, let me tell you, Alex, you did a great job uh, behind Thank the uh, the tables here, and uh, Joni, we're we're having a, a Cinco de Mayo celebration tomorrow. We're going to focus on the teachers, and then we're going to head over to the Friars Club. It's '80s night. If anybody wants to come, just. Text me or email me. You'll figure, you've all figured out how to reach out to me. I maxed out in my Facebook. I'm, I, I hit 5,000. I can't accept anymore. So I got a, there's like some page thing on Facebook. But we still got the Twitter thing. We got the Instagram thing. We got the Joni Pelzer thing, whatever that thing is. And uh, stay tuned. Don't turn the chat dial. Imran is going to talk about his pro-life stance with Kevin McCarthy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, no, we're not We're not going there. We're not right. We're not left. We're just talking about the law. So Imran's going to talk about the legalities of the SCOTUS decision. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Thursday. Happy Cinco de Mayo.
The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.